Welcome to another episode of How We Bounce Back. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving weekend with your family and friends and ready to kick off December with some more fun conversation and ready to move on from this crazy 2020 year. There are brighter days ahead. 2021's about to be popping. Baby Boomer Generation Part 2. Tonight's guest, I've known her for eight years since college. She's an international studies graduate at Let's Go Mountaineers. She now resides in Washington, D.C., She's a yoga instructor and master's student at Georgetown University. She's a people's operations analyst at CSET. She's destined to be a future leader for this country. And she is the sole responsible person for introducing me to my fiance, Rosemary. She is our great friend, Olivia Vanway. Hi. Hi, James. So glad what to be is, here. What is up with you, Olivia? How is life? Life is good. Life is continuing on as as everyone else's um as good as it can be for 2020 like you said just ready to get it over with see what 2021 has to hold for us but holding in there Genesis part two yes <laughs> yeah, not for me but yeah <laughs> see that coming <laughs> you're in the peak time of semester olivia exams are coming up papers your full-time job teaching yoga classes and you must not forget about the christmas shopping how do you balance all these responsibilities? Yeah, so still working on it. Um, uh, every day I, I try to, you know, see what's working, see what's not working, and, you know, try to be as flexible as possible. I'm very type A, so that's difficult. So my go-to is my calendar, my schedule. If it's on there, it will get done. If it's not, it won't. <laughs> um, and so just making sure that, you know, before the, the week starts, I really sit down and kind of look at what I need to get done always making time for myself and some mental health and, and all that. And just like really kind of planning out everything to the T <laughs> that helps me to, to make sure everything gets done. And then also, you know, make sure I'm staying sane. Um, mm -hmm. But also, you know, trying to remain as flexible and as graceful on myself as possible. So I don't get too, too down on myself if things don't run perfectly. For sure. Do you, do you have a checklist? Do you like prioritize, you know, which ones like needs to come first and whatnot? No, because I think that that varies week by week, you know, with finals coming up, you know, right now the priority is kind of making sure that I'm, I'm taking care of that. But, you know, I always try to take care of work, school, mental health. Um, I try not to prioritize per se. That's why I try to just schedule in all three of those things as much as I can yeah. and just make sure I'm following that schedule, right? Like if it's time for, for self-care or for reading or for whatever, like I, I, I force myself to really... Um, do it even if my mind's kind of all over the just really helps me stay accountable and also helps me know when I feel the most productive and maybe my schedule will change next week because I'm more productive in the evenings this week so um it's kind of again always a always a work in progress um welcome any recommendations on how not to feel like everything's falling apart at all times but um also just trying to make sure I'm just enjoying the moment living now and, and um, taking advantage of, of all the good things that happen every day. You were born and raised in West Virginia. You know, let's, let's go take a walk down memory lane. As a West Virginian by heart, 
What are the top three things you love most about your home state? Wow. So just just to um, correct you a little bit, I was born in Ohio and raised in West Virginia. Um, so definitely feel the split there. But I mean, I would say that you said top three things that I love the most about my hometown. Um, I love the outdoors. So I mean, West Virginia is just absolutely beautiful. And there's no place that you can go and not kind of feel in awe with the nature. Um, it's very peaceful. Um, I really enjoy that. Love going back home. My family is there, right? So of course, like going back home to see them is always great. But the one thing I would say that I love about West Virginia, I miss a lot are just like, the people are so welcoming. And, you know, they'll always stop to say, how are you doing? And, and just like the feeling of community and caring, because when you grow up in such a small area, like you feel very close knit to, to that community. And so the support um, that you feel and just kind of the hominess every time I go back to West Virginia is really nice and refreshing, Absolutely. especially after being in DC. <laughs> very different. There's no place like home. I feel like you, when we all go home, it feels like your sense of comfort just comes back to you, no matter what age you are. You know, we'll all feel that way as we get older and older in life, no matter where we are. But coming home and feeling that sense of like, this is where I developed as a person. This is the people that shaped me. This is the hometown that shaped me. Like, wow, I came from very humble beginnings and look where I'm at now. It's a very, very good reflection and a good feeling of, you know, how we how we come and how we all shape out to be in life. Yeah. And also kind of just going off that, it's, I love going back home because growing up, you feel, I mean, I just, I remember being a teenager, you feel like you're going through things that you'll just never get through. And like, it's so easy. You know, I try to take that with me now, like when things are, I'm going through a bad time, like, and it feels like I'll just never get through it. It's, it's nice to go back home because it also really solidifies the fact that no matter how hard life gets, like you'll always get through it. And, um, the kind of, you just got to keep on keeping on. So it's very helpful to kind of bring me back to that place of like, no matter what the heck's going on. And even though I feel like it might not ever get better, it always does. Um, and so that's always refreshing as well. Absolutely. So you're also big into politics and government, which brought you to the nation's capital. I want to ask which one leader in public service inspires you the most? Current leader or any leader? Any leader? Oh goodness, that's a really hard question to answer. Just because there's been so many inspirational figures, um, you know, I think right now fresh in my mind is uh, RBG, right? Kind of pioneering women and really showing women like myself that no matter how hard or you know difficult a sector might be to break in like i love how she that quote that she says like you know she uses the skills to the best of her ability i'm, I'm butchering the quote exactly but you know she uses what she has to 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 her best ability to get to where she is and i think that it kind of takes the mysticism about politicians and people who who go on to be public servants like they really are just everyday people and like you just got to keep on working. And so I, I love, I love that statement from her. Um, she had some humble beginnings. Um, I also very inspired, although, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs by Abraham Lincoln. I loved um, his mission to unite the country as a whole um, and to see people, you know, regardless of where we came from, um, 
and, you know, again, being a West Virginian, we really love Abe Lincoln. Um, and so I would say that those are some of the top ones. Um, and then recently just like, uh, uh, Condoleezza Rice being, you know, secretary of state, um, it was just a real, it's inspirational just to see any woman of power in those types of positions. And I always continue to look up to them. And there's more of it that's needed. You know, I feel like, you know, women of power is going to continue to evolve in the next couple of years. So, you know, some people would say we can't see if woman leader uh, in, in the presidential seat in our lifetime. You know, I know that's a hard seat to take, but like, you know, I think that's within our next 10 years. It's evolving. Like our, our, our generations are, 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 you know, very progressive they're quickly moving they're they're we're always doing it for the greater good you know whatever you're from both sides of the party or from different you know backgrounds or wherever you're from you know it's all about doing it for the greater good and at the end of the day people do have that deep down in their heart you know even some of the worst people so you know those leaders that you cited you know have like uncovered you know people to be inspired like yourself and others and you know so hopefully you know, we'll see uh, Secretary of State Olivia Vanway one day over there. I hope so as well. I mean, as long as I just continue to aspire to to do the best I can for my country, you know, I'm 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 a huge believer in democracy and in the United States and our government. And so, it might not always be perfect, and it might, especially right now, feel like it's never going to get better. But I I do truly believe. Um, in in the mission and in in the people of the United States, and that we all will rise above this. And you know, sometimes you got to hit a low to to go higher. So, cool. I also want to talk about, as mentioned in the intro, your yoga instructor. So, what does yoga itself and just mentoring people, instructing people, teaching people, coaching them? What does yoga and being an instructor? What does that bring to your day to day life? Oh, it brings so much to my day-to-day life. Um, So I came to yoga, like, I think like a lot of people, I started doing yoga in addition to my regular fitness routine because it would make my fitness routine better. Um, And so I was very familiar with yoga when I moved to DC and didn't, and had practically no friends. I mean, I had you, (laughs) literally you. (laughs) Um, And it was really hard for me to find community and, and yoga is just, so community building and it doesn't matter where you came from or what you're dealing with or, or what the heck's going on. You step into that studio and you're like ready to be there and you're ready to like kind of make yourself better. And I just remember having a yoga instructor that really made me feel um, just better, right? Like she inspired me and just her as herself and, and really kind of dug me out of a dark place that I was in feeling very lonely and depressed and and like, what the heck was I doing in this big city? Like I had no business being here. And it was just so inspiring. I actually took uh, my yoga teacher training just because I had just gotten so into yoga and the practice of yoga and I wanted to dive deeper. But then after I graduated, um, graduated uh, from, you know, my registered yoga instructor, have got my registered yoga instructor um, certificate. I just really thought, you know, I thought back to that teacher and how much of an impact that she made on my life and and thinking that if I could just do that for one person, like that's, that's all like, you know, like that would be it for me. And so a lot of it was just giving back what I felt like was given to me. And, um, and, you know, if I could just kind of bring yoga or 
make anybody, you know, whether it be in yoga, whether it be in my career, whether it be in my personal life, make people just kind of feel better about themselves and, and feel like they belong. Um, that was really my big inspiration. And I just love when people come up to me afterwards. I mean, every class I teach, I'm like, that was awful. What the heck am I doing? You know, <laughs> I, I, I stumble on my words a lot. And like, I say stupid things and I laugh at inappropriate times. I'm just a very weird person. But then afterwards, people come up to me and they're like, thank you so much. You know, you really never know what people are going through. And so mm-hmm. yoga is a space that everybody is open to kind of go through whatever they're going through in their own way on their mat. And like the teacher really to help guide them through that. And it's just so inspirational to, to hear that people are getting way more out of it than what I'm giving or getting by teaching. Right. So I just love that aspect. That's powerful fitness. You know, that really, it, it, everything goes out the window. Your, your focus on your physical well-being, your physical health, your mental health at times. And when, you know, as a community, everyone's there together for that same common denominator, you know, we'll, it's, it's just all good vibes. Like you can't, you can't really see anyone go to a yoga class or a spin class when they're in a bad mood, right? You know, they, they actually, if they are in a bad mood, they'll get in a better mood. So, you know, the fact that you bring that sense of camaraderie, the sense of happiness, that sense of, you know, um, cohesion, uh, like the cohesion within themselves, you know, to feel like they're, they're at themselves, they're at peace. Like they, you know, they, they feel healthier. They feel such a yoga. It's such a mental thing as well. You know, you know, doing the downward dog and, and all that. See, I know some of the yoga stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm the basic one, but I, I know, I know some of that. Hey, know? that's, that's, it's a staple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I find that in, especially like yoga, but people find it in so many things and art, I'm not an artsy person in, in, you know, volunteering and community service. But I just feel like so we we're just inundated with information all the time and we don't give ourselves the time to just not think about something because it's it's so impossible but when you work your physical body or whatever kind of your vice um yoga for me it really gives you the opportunity to like take yourself out of that mindset really allowing yourself some time just for yourself and then that way when you step back in to that mindset. I mean, you're going to pick it up right on the way out of the studio, but like maybe yeah. you have a different perspective on it. Maybe, maybe those that maybe that hour was exactly what you needed in order to like really approach it with a different perspective and a different attitude. And like, just that can change so much. Um, and so just allowing the space for people to do that, um, is just really, really rewarding to me. All right, Olivia, before we move into the deeper questions, let's play a game called Word Sneak. It's inspired by the great Jimmy Fallon. I know we went over the instructions before this episode, but Rosemary will text you five unique words I have in my, and I have in my hand, five unique words on these index cards that she gave me as well. I promise I did not look at them. So we have a genuine gameplay here. But for each word, we'll take turns improvising a conversation. For the word that Rosemary texted you, you will sneak that word into our conversation. And I'll do the same with the with the cards that I have in my hand that I'm looking at. So we're going to take turns. And just for everyone listening at home, you'll have the instructions here on the screen. You'll see the words on the screen while me and Olivia are going back and forth. But for example, if Olivia's word is breadsticks, you'll make up a sentence towards me such as, I'm about to go to a lunch in Virginia. 
we're going to go to Olive Garden. Their salad and breadsticks are what we're there for. She tries to subtly sneak that in. That's an easy one. And then I will see my flash card or these cards right here. And if I have gerbil, then I'm like, oh, f how am I going to improvise this? It's testing our Im Im improvisational skills. Uh, I will follow up with your conversation and say, oh, I love Olive Garden. My family goes there a lot, but we saw a gerbil on the loose in the restaurant. Obviously, Olivia is going to... You know, we're going to crack uh, jokes. We're going to laugh. This, this is not no competition here. No scoring system. Just all for fun. We can even call out the words, Olivia, to each other if we want to just for fun. But just keep the back and forth conversation going. Uh, everything makes sense, Olivia? Yeah, let's go. Let's get it. The word for Olivia, dentures. The word for James, Nutribullet. All right. Um, so the other day I was talking to this old man at the grocery store and all of a sudden his dentures just flew out of his mouth and I had to bend over and pick them up for him um, and gracefully give them back to him. Oh my gosh. Like that, that seems crazy. I feel like that was dentures right there. But I feel like, you know, the, the dentures that fell out of his mouth, he might have gotten hit by a Nutribullet. You know, there's a lot of protests and, you know, all these kind of things going on, you know, like tear gas flying ever and whatnot. So, you know, it's hard to keep those dentures in place. <laughs> Why did you Wow. Word? Wow. I'm going to go ahead and say that Nutribullet <laughs> might be the word that you have because that is a very specific object wow. um, to be picking up. The word for Olivia, Notorious RBG. The word for James, Belly Button Lynn. <laughs> and like, I'm telling you what, back to the dentures thing, if Notorious RBG was still alive, God rest her soul, she would be sure that there were no neutral bullets, no dentures flying anywhere, and that the protests would be um, peacefully settled, uh, hopefully. Oh, wow. Wow, that was good. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of people watching at home. They're not even, you know, they, they say a bunch of stuff, but there's, you know, no actions. They're criticizing everything on the news. You know, some of the, you know, old old guys sitting on the couch, got beers everywhere, got earwax, you know, got, you know, they haven't put deodorant for days, got belly button lint on, you know, got dirty socks. Like, you know, they got, they're all just making fun of everybody that are all out there you know doing meaningful action and they're just sitting on the couch i know wow earwax eh or <laughs> i don't know it was close with belly button lint you threw me <laughs> off with that one. Oh my god these words are wild the word for olivia platypus the word for james Joe Exotic. I know. It's like you might as well just throw a word like platypus or Tyrannosaurus Rex out there because oh, wow. it's really okay, difficult okay. All right, to be able <laughs> to, to, you know, get into the weeds with these types of words. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's a very complicated game, but, you know, back to my like original topic with everyone just sitting at home, it's been tough, you know, with, you know, with, with COVID, everyone's like quarantine, like, you know, we're all binging and watching these new shows you know we got the last dance with michael jordan we got you know like you know how we got it uh get, how to get away with murder with viola davis we got the joe exotic you know 
uh, I know that I forgot her name. She definitely killed her husband, you know, with with the with the, with the t that lady with the tigers. But yeah, it, it's it's crazy time. Streaming has definitely been booming in, uh, these days. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. Although you tried, I think I'm gonna go Joe Exotic there. <laughs> Damn. You tried me, but I think I got it. <laughs> the word for Olivia, chaturanga. The word for James, hot dog water. It's wow, all right. Don't good. worry. I'm not good at this. And Rosemary set next me up time. for failure here. Jeez. I don't think so. But back to the <laughs> yoga kind of discussion. You know, you said down dog, but there's plenty of other yoga poses that I think that you would be successful, you know. There's the tree pose. We've got triangle pose, chaturanga. You you know the options oh, there. Chaturanga. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> I've been doing yoga with rosemary sometimes. That chaturanga word, I'm familiar with it, but that's a <laughs> word to just throw into a improvising uh. shit right here. So I hear you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but listen, it's been it's been a summer. You know, a lot of things got canceled. There's you know, there's marathons that go, you know, the, I mean, spring, Coachella got canceled, you know, EDC got canceled, like, you know, NBA finals got postponed, you know, there's like all, all these summer events, what the July, you know, the hot doggy water contest, you know. <laughs> I didn't even say that correctly. All right. I'll so my dog is hot dog water and I snuck in eating. <laughs> that that was say, I just said all these sports events and somehow hot dog contest. I don't know you. you I, if I'm glad you just cracked up there because I <laughs> was really struggling. Um, hot dog water eating contest might be the word there. The word for Olivia broccoli head. The word for James conspiracy theory. But you know, I think I think you're downplaying, you know, kind of what people are doing in um, in quarantine. You know, a lot of people are taking the time to be healthier, eating healthy. We got cucumbers going on, you know, salad, <laughs> romaine, lettuce, broccoli heads, carrots. Let me hear know. it. Let me hear it. List them all out. Let me list them. Romaine lettuce doesn't sound like something will add in. <laughs> Oh my lord! Oh my god! That that was good. That's good. I mean, you know, listen. You know, we're all we're all trying to be better people. We're all trying to get healthy, like you said. We're eating better and whatnot. You know, it's important to vote. You know, it's the biggest thing this year. Like twenty twenty would be like the typical twenty twenty if everything goes wrong. You know, like no comments. You know, right there. But you know, there's some people that think there's. You know, a lot of things going on with the election, the mailing boxes, you know, there's a lot of Russian hackers, there's conspiracy theories, there's Trump just, you know, not accepting loss. Like, there's a lot of crazy things that might, you know, uh, like happen. And we're seeing that now here being in December and whatnot. And, you know, like, the year's not even done, but like, listen, like, you know, we're, we're all going to get through it. You know, like the, the craziness, we'll probably, we'll see it again. But, you know, we all have to keep our heads up. We're good, you know, and 2021 is about to be popping. Mm-hmm. Those ballot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So it actually I'm good was, at this game. It was actually conspiracy theory. Ah, but. Oh, dang it. <laughs> you kind of stumbled on ballot boxes a little bit. So yeah, I was like, yeah. ooh. But, yeah. uh 
Yeah, and I know you all viewers are listening from home. It's December. We pre-recorded this in September, but, you know, had to sneak in all the possibilities of what we thought in September might happen with these elections. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> let, me, let me look through this. <laughs> belly button lint. Joke, joke's out. Oh, it okay. was belly button lint. Yeah, yeah, it was not your, Yeah, when I saw belly button lint, like, I had to think real quick. Like, what else? Dirty sh someone on the couch. <laughs> like, you know, I literally pictured, like, like, a guy... And a wife beater just rubbing his belly, beer cans everywhere, and just like looking all messy and <laughs> so, belly button lint. That's <laughs> disgusting, yo. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that. Where'd you get these words? <laughs> Those are good words. Okay, so you had Nutribullet. You, you had romaine lettuce, right? No, it was broccoli head. Oh, that's oh, that's too camouflage. I I would have not gotten that because you say carrots and everything. That's that's that was challenging. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Olivia, let's get serious and discuss some of the deeper questions. The first question I I want to ask: When you feel alone, do you feel more anxiety, or do you feel that it helps you to reset and refocus on yourself? Oof. That's a really good question, and I think. A lot of it depends on where I'm at in my life um, and kind of like what's going on. There are times I'm very type A, but I'm also a really big extrovert, but I'm like a weird introverted extrovert. Like people meet me, you're, they're like, you're no introvert. And like, I, I a hundred percent recognize that people don't pick me out as an introvert, but there are times where I find myself pulling, trying to fill voids in my heart with external factors um and so those are the times that when i feel lonely that i try to take it of the introspective part and really kind of sit with myself to understand more about myself because it's just like we don't realize that we're constantly changing too and we're not the same person that we were a month ago even so um it's always important to sit down and kind of be with yourself it's uncomfortable it sucks i don't like being alone most of the time and so it's hard, but I also kind of, I, I recognize after fighting it for so long that coming out of it is always, um, always a good kind of refresher, like I was talking about earlier. Although I will say I do get a lot of anxiety. I don't like being alone. I get FOMO like a lot of us get, especially with social media when everyone's, you know, posting their perfect lives. And, you know, you're home alone, scrolling, and you can't help but to feel that anxiety of, like, what are you doing that's, like, why can't you be happy posting stuff on Instagram, and why aren't you this? And so, like, I do get a lot of anxiety when I'm alone. Um, I have a lot of anxiety, <laughs> just <laughs> blank. <laughs> but um, recently, I would say that if you asked me that question at the beginning of coronavirus or lockdown quarantine, I would have said anxiety all the time. But now... I've really learned to take advantage of the alone time and, and, and learn from myself and, and kind of figure out why do I feel this anxiety? Like, what about, like, what about it can't, you know, and it's, I think a lot of us have trouble. The next statement, like, I don't mean this, that like, we aren't supposed to have a support system, have a community, reach out to people who, you know, we love and who love us when we're going through hard times but it's so easy to avoid yourself when you just fill your life with those types of things. And 
And sometimes it's very hard because you've avoided it for so long that when you are alone, it just kind of comes crashing down on you. And so um, I have come to really appreciate and recognize and force myself to sit down and, and kind of ask those hard questions because you can sweep it under the rug for as long as you want, but it will always be there. And so um, trying to always be with myself, like, you know, I think you alone and yourself are, are, you know, kind of, you don't need anybody else if you love yourself. And so many of us today, I don't think mm -hmm. they could actually say that they truly love themselves. Mm -hmm. And so always working on that every day, you know, working on the relationship with myself. And um, that has really helped me with my confidence, with my motivation, with, with, with when I am going through really hard times, like kind of knowing that I always have myself and knowing that, even in the worst, even in the worst case scenario, like I'll always be there for me. And so that's powerful, just knowing and, and comforting that even when you are alone, like you're never really alone because you have yourself. I, I think like you said at the beginning of your answer, it's like there's a balance, right? You know, we want to see, hang out with people. We have friends, family, you know, even if we have, you know, like a big circle or a little circle, you just want to you know, have that time and camaraderie and just enjoy it. It's a social aspect, it's a feel good feeling, you know, it's good vibes. But you know, when there's like, you know, when there's overdoing of that, and you, and there's too much of that, especially in a world pre COVID, where we're all always at work and classes and always with family, and you're just not, you're not resetting your mind to really think and talk to yourself and be like, okay, am I going the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, and just to breathe too, you know, it's just your, not, not necessarily to breathe physically breathe, but for your mind to breathe and to just rest, you know, to really digest and see like, okay, you know, like we're, a lot of us, you know, are in our twenties. And if, if you're not in your twenties, sometimes you're in your fifties or sixties, you know, you, sometimes you just need some, some peace and just thoughts and reflect and, you know, be proud of the things that you've done and like, okay, then there's some things that, I maybe not proud of, but like, you know, let's prevent that from happening and let's figure out which uh, best route to take next, you know, but like to just reset and reflect and just breathe and mental breaks and just, you know, uh, refocus on uh, your vision and the path ahead. That's always a thing that everyone's looking for, you know, no matter what age they are, you know, and it's, it, it's great that, you know, that you looked at the positive spin on things you know i feel like you have an amazing support system with your with your family and your your co-workers at georgetown your friends in dc the people you met in yoga you know uh but you know being being proud of yourself and talking yourself you will always be your own best friend all the time every day of the week yeah yeah and i think i mean also we're i don't think that people consciously think this but so much are we're kind of programmed to hate ourselves right and mm -hmm. mask it as motivation, right? Like you can't ever say that you're happy with yourself because then you're complacent and you can never do better. And so like, and then with social media, with everyone always posting the best things about their lives. And like, it, it, I just think that it's so easy to go your life really being down on yourself. And I don't think that you realize how much impact that that has on everything. And when you're actually forced to sit with yourself, it's like, I'm not so bad. Like, I'm, it's okay to be okay with where I'm at right now and still want to be better in the future. And um, I don't think that you can get that in any amount of anything. You could read all the books and you could go to all the seminars and, and do all the programs, but until you sit down and like be with yourself and just, just learn how to be okay and happy. Um, 
is really hard to do. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just a quick follow up on that. I know we talked about on previous episodes about social media and what can that do for our own mental health. If you, you know, if you're having a tough time, turn it off, just delete your Instagram account. You, you can reactivate it later, delete Facebook. Actually, just, you know, for, for me, sometimes I just, just don't check it, you know, and then refocus on things, you know, pick up a book, you know, pick up a new show, talk to friends, like start, you know, uh, start ideation, you know, start, you know, this is why this show came to fruition because I just thought about different things, you know, so, you know, social media, it's like, you know, we have that habit of checking it and it's fine if you feel like you're in a comfortable place with yourself, you know, I'm looking at you guys uh, at home and, you know, but if you feel like you need to reset and refocus and you don't feel satisfied in where you are, just know that everyone's paths are different, you know, so don't, no need to start comparing right? It's, you know, you definitely just want to compare with yourself, internalize with yourself, you know, just block out everything else. They'll always be there. And, you know, at some point, you know, this is this like as cliche as it is, you know, it's not a sprint. It's, it's a marathon, but you know, it's, it's a friendly marathon. Like it's not a competitive marathon. Like we're all, no matter where we are in life, as long as you try and find true peace and self-satisfaction, which is everyone's looking for, I know some really high status people that are still are not satisfied with themselves you know as long as you can find that in even the most simple things you know that just you know it's all within you you know and just always be proud of who you are yeah well said i want to ask you know it sort of ties with the last question you know we with this this show we were already uh, many episodes in nearing the finale you know and we're talking about mental health a lot but it's definitely been, you know, um, just not recognized. Like in society, I think we've known, like, Olivia, we went to college in the early two, uh, 2010s, right? You know, a lot of it was just very, just the way society portrays is very superficial. Like everyone was worried about, you know, like, you know, oh, this football team did this or, oh, you know, so-and-so won a Grammy or, you know, oh, like this celebrity did this or you see, you know, it's not really humanizing a lot of our situations and then when when we see people fail like people make fun of that and they they thought that was just a normalized thing which is crazy to think that was a thing in the early 2010s and now it's you know being more uh that has more compassion uh these days but mental health is just something we don't talk about we see physical health we always judge on physical health back in the day but now it's mental health you know and i do want to ask you know have you prioritized your mental health like always since college since you moved to dc these last couple years or did it just take until the pandemic in 2020 2020 to realize the importance of this Hmm. that's a really great question and just as a heads up to your audience i'm a crier (laughs) and i will always be a crier and i'm that emotional person so like let's go um I was diagnosed with depression when I was 15, and so my mental health was not ever something that I was able to push away. Um, I knew from a pretty, I mean, again, I was like 15, that how I was feeling was just not normal. And um, so I have been dealing with mental health issues for over 10 years now, and um, I love talking about it. So I'm glad you asked that question. It did not take... um, Corona and quarantine for me to really focus on it. But I think like a lot of things is it like you just said, it's, it's a marathon, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Like there are times where I completely fall off of that. Right. And I have, and sometimes you have to go right back in that dark space to be able to be like, Oh, 
this is real. You can't just not care about your mental health because it, it'll, I mean, you let it slip and it'll remind you that you slipped and you go back, right? It's, it's constantly kind of like balancing out those, those different parts of your life. Um, so I have not just started thinking about it, but it has gotten a lot harder to manage under um, quarantine. And I think it goes back to what we were just talking about is when we feel uncomfortable, when we feel these voids and when we feel upset, it's so we want to, to find anything to fill that. And when in fact, it's really is just us to, up to us to, 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 to fill it. And so you can get caught up in, in like, you know, going out or, you know, dating or seeing your friends too much or even like working out too much or, or whatever, kind of like if you do it too much in, in hopes of filling something that it always comes back in some way or shape or form. It's, it's never been an option for me to not think about, right? I've, um, but it is always something that I try to work on. It's probably the hardest thing in my life to work on, right? Like my master's work, like that's easy breezy compared to like my mental work. And so I think that it will always be something that I have to work on. At first I tried to, it still is something that I have a really hard time at when it's like, why am I having such a hard time and other people, you know, don't seem to understand. I think that's the biggest thing that quarantine's really brought out of me is feeling a little more isolated in, in those feelings because people who don't suffer from depression and don't have mental health issues, it really is truly hard for them to understand. Like, and you can't blame them for that, but, but it also for the person who's going through it, it is really isolating because you can feel like something's wrong with you or like, you know, like, you're not good enough. And so it's, you constantly have to like check back in with yourself to be like, no, like this is just, you know, this is just another thing. I wear glasses. Am I going to feel bad about, you know, not having good vision or am I going to keep moving forward and just, you know, that way, you know, the goal and, and when I reach it is just even better. Right. Like, again, I cry a lot. So, um, it is, it is something that I, I always have to work on. I do tend to ignore sometimes, you know, when things are good and it's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't need that. Like my mental health is fine. And if I keep doing this, I'll be great. And it just, it always comes around. And so I, I like to not have that cycle going on constantly because it's exhausting. And so I try, as I see myself slipping into patterns of, you know, I'm feeling bad. So what do I do? I call a friend or I call an ex, right? I'm a toxic person at times. Or, mm -hmm. you know, if I find myself sliding into these like very comfortable pathways that I have seen myself slide into before, like that's the time where it's like, no, you got to check in with that support system. I got to get on the phone with my psychologist or therapist. And I got to like, I got to journal. I got to do something because even if subconsciously we push those feelings down like they're there and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what band-aid what size what strength like mm -hmm. there's nothing that will be able to cover it up um mm -hmm. you just got to put in the work does that answer your question i feel like i kind of went yeah, off on the field there first of all first of all olivia that that was you know that was very very moving you know i want to say that always be proud of you like you come like from for me knowing you since 2012 you know, and you graduate in 2015, move to DC, you've come such a long way. And, uh, you know, I think when we have these conversations and you open up, you know, don't be afraid to open up to someone like, 
you know, your parents or your, your, your professors or friends, like, like these sensitive topics, you definitely want to like air, air them out. But when you talk to yourself, you know, we can always be, we, we know this, we can always be our own worst enemy. You know, I, I've been depressed too. We'll be talking about that in a couple of episodes, but this is for, for us. Like we, you know, like you said, people might not understand if they've not been depressed before, but you know, life is such a roller coaster. You know, I feel like a great, great people to talk to are people that are our parents age or older because they, they've seen what a roller coaster ride of life is. And I think, you know, like as, as young adults, you know, we, we're still trying to find ourselves, trying to find our passion, trying to find, you know, we, we don't have our established families yet and, you know, whatnot. So, you know, always know that when you're in some of the deepest and darkest of times that there's always that light. There's always that, like that incline that, you know, that ride back up, it's going to come, you know, and that like, you know, yeah, these times really, really suck, but we've been like, you know, and like sometimes maybe it's the first time we're experiencing it, but you know, with, with us now, like we're, we're about to be 30, you know, we're, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that, but like, you know, we're, we're getting older and we've, we've been through some, some, so, you know, it's, um, you know, I oh, feel no. like, yeah, it's, it's I, it, it, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I wholeheartedly agree. And also like, Every time you bounce out of that place, you got something, you're stronger, right? Like you are not in the same place that you were last time you came out of that place. And so, and I think that you learn the skills and the tools to, to, again, like I said, like recognize when you're going down that, but I love talking to people about it because, especially because like, I'm, I always seem to be like pretty happy and like, eh, you know, and like people are like, you're depressed. That's weird. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, welcome to my life. I know. So like, I, I, I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I used to carry a lot of shame around it. Mostly again, because like had to do with like the, just the way of the world, right? You, you swallow, you swallow what you're feeling inside and you just keep pushing forward because someone has it worse than you and you don't have the time and you you know, you're privileged, you shouldn't complain about what's going on in your life. So mm-hmm. I I definitely like to talk about it, mostly because I think that it inspires other people to to really be like, hey, like, is it normal that I'm feeling this way? Like, mm-hmm. especially people who don't know that they have, you know, mental health issues, like they're really suffering. And sometimes mm-hmm. it just really takes one conversation to be like, yep. Yeah, like I couldn't get out of bed for two weeks and like I cried so much that my whole face was swollen like a cherry tomato and like people, you know, even if in the time they're like, oh, okay, like I'm glad you're doing better. You never know. They'd be like, you know, that sounds a lot like me. Maybe I should reach out to someone too. And so like, I I, I am not ashamed of talking about it. I I think I'm, I hope that other people want to talk about it. I think it's interesting. You know, a lot of people are like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm not, it makes me who I am. Like, I love who I am. Like I would never change. I'm a lot. And like, there's a lot of that I feel like I could do better and I'm not perfect, but like everything about me, including my mental health issues makes me who I am. And I, and I love that. And so like, why would I want to wish that away? Like, why would I care? Like, maybe it's something I have to work for, but it's also like going to make it that much sweeter when I like, I don't think you'll ever overcome it. Right. I don't want to say that, but like, you know, hopefully 50 years from now, like I can inspire other people that like, you know, it is okay. You're still normal. I mean, no one's normal, but yeah. So yeah, I do want to ask, I've been 
this is a question I ask every guest, every episode, and you we probably already given a lot of this already in the in the Q and A actually. But if there's one big piece of advice you could tell the audience, what will it be? I don't want to make it sound cliche because it's gonna sound cliche, but I think my biggest piece of advice, and I constantly is just like, just trust the process. You know, don't use that as an excuse. Don't use that as an excuse to not always keep doing better. But like, I mean, I'm a very spiritual person. So, I mean, it might be easier for me to resonate with. But like, like you just said, like looking back on my life, there were some pretty catastrophic things that I thought I was done. There was no way, you know, like, and it did take me on a different path, but that path opened up so many different doors. And so like, like, I think like you just said, it's, you know, I just always have to remember again, as a type A person, like to just trust the process. And like, maybe I really wanted that one thing and maybe it didn't come through and maybe I'm really upset and that's okay. Be upset. Let yourself feel those emotions. Let yourself, you have to go through that, but don't let it like bring you down because another door will open for you that you maybe had no idea was the door that, that actually you needed. And so looking back on my life, some of the best things that could have happened to me were those failures because they took me down a different path that's brought me to where I am now. And so I, again, like trying as I come up on 30, trying to constantly remind myself, it's just like, just trust the process, do your best that you can do, have fun, try to have fun, right? Like try to find the joy in every day there. It's there. Just try. You got to find it. Like, and, and at the end of the day, if you know that you gave your best and that, and that you, you did your best, you, that's all you can do. Like we can't do any more than the best that we can do. And so at the end of the day, if you know that you did your best and if you didn't, that tomorrow's a new day, right? Then in something that work out for you, you got to trust that in five years, 10 years, 15 years, you'll look back and be like, yes, like, thank you, God, spirit, whatever. Because if I wouldn't have failed at that, I wouldn't have done ABCD that led me to be the person that I am today. And hopefully you'll I think that as long as you stay true to yourself and continue to do the best that you can do every day, I'm, I'm confident that at least I will be someone that I'm proud of. And yeah. so just trusting in that process, knowing that it'll all be okay at the end of the day, um, which is really hard, um, is my biggest piece of advice. Amen to that. Thank you, Olivia. That was amazing. Olivia, we cannot thank you enough for coming on to the show tonight. It's been a tough time during the COVID era, but continue to be blessed with our health, the education you have in grad school. Your friends and family are always supporting you. Me and Rosemary are forever in debt to what you have done for us. God bless you. And we have the highest of hopes that you'll live the wildest of dreams to be a future leader for this country. Thanks, James. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And Hopefully those watching, not just this episode, but all the episodes can find some nugget of, you know, happiness or hope or inspiration to just keep on keeping on, right? Like, don't give up, bounce back. Like, you you know, like you said, you will always bounce back. And so just, you know, wherever you are in that process, like, don't give up. So thank you, James. Tune in next week for another episode featuring my close cousin, Bjorn Rolota. He will be discussing his journey from Virginia to Philadelphia to all things being a positive light to everyone he comes across. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Kick off December strong. 
Even if 2020 has been rough, every month, every moment, every day, it all counts. Get after it. All right, everyone, as always, stay safe. This is Olivia. I'm James. Smiles up. See you all next week. So far, where is it? I need it.